is in this place tonight. Amen. And he's here to talk to us, to speak to us. Amen. And as I say many times, uh, let's never discount any service. Amen. It could be that we look back to Valentine's Day 2018 and think, man, that was a Valentine's Day unlike any other that I have ever experienced. Amen. In the presence of the Lord. Amen. The one who first loved us and gave himself for us. Amen. We're going to go right into the word of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, amen. The book of Matthew chapter 21, chapter 25, I apologize. Matthew chapter 25. Amen. A parable that the Lord gave us in his word. Hallelujah. We're going to read this, this parable of the ten virgins. The Bible calls it today the parable of the ten virgins then Matthew chapter 25 and verse number one says then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom and five of them were wise and five were foolish they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Amen. Two different instruments there. One uh, group of ladies or girls, the, the, the five foolish virgins just took with them their lamps. But the five wise didn't just take their lamps, but they took some vessels alongside it. The wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps, the Bible says. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. They're all doing the exact same thing in this verse. They all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all, the virgins, and then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so. Hold on right there. Amen. You're not going to take what I've got. Amen. This is something that I've, I've obtained. I've worked to get a hold of God. Amen. I'm, I work to get a hold of this Holy Ghost. And I'm not going to give it away. Amen. Amen. The, the wise answered saying not so lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, the five foolish virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. I don't know who you are. And the verse 13 concludes with this, Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Amen. If we could set our Bibles aside for a few moments, we want to ask the Lord to talk to us here today. Amen. I want to preach for a few moments here today. The necessity for extra oil. Amen. At the, at the first glance, that doesn't seem to make sense. The necessity for extra oil. But hopefully by the time that we're through tonight, it'll make a little bit more sense. Amen. Let's ask the Lord to help us tonight to talk to us. God, we thank you for the word of the Lord that we have here in front of us. We thank you, Lord, for a word from God that is always present with us in the scriptures, God. 
I'm asking you tonight, God, that you would anoint my lips of clay, that you would use me, God, as the vessel of God. Lord, help me to be simply your mouthpiece, God, proclaiming the heart of God to the people of God. And God, I'm asking you tonight, Lord, that you would not just anoint your servant to preach and to teach, but God, would you also anoint the people of God here tonight to receive your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. It's great to see everybody in the house of the Lord on a Wednesday night. Amen. And as many of you know, if you're no stranger to the calendar, amen, it is Valentine's Day. Uh, and like we said a moment ago, a lot of times, Valentine's, amen, we're finding ways to get out uh, with our spouse or significant other and spend time with the one that we love. Uh, today's not just Valentine's Day, it's also Brother Paul's birthday. And we're thanking God for uh, God keeping his hand upon him. And there's a lot of reasons to, to be happy and to rejoice. Uh, tonight, for many people, it's date night all across the, the valley. And people are finding reasons, amen, to, to go out to the restaurants and to pay an arm and a leg for a cute little meal with the fake flowers. And we're here in the house of the Lord. Amen. We made it to church. And I'm looking forward to what God has in store. Amen. We do want to uh, just say there's a few that are out sick tonight. We want to remember them in prayer for Brother Raul and uh, for little Wesley Hoyle and also for um, Emily Duarte that God would keep his hand upon them. Why don't we say a word of prayer before we continue with the, the message? Let's pray for these three specific needs that God would bring healing for Brother Raul, for little Wesley. And for Emily tonight. God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus. God, I'm asking you tonight, God, to keep your hand upon the people of God that are not here due to sickness, God, due to infirmity. God, I'm praying right now, Lord, that you would touch Brother Raul in his body. I'm praying, God, that you would bring about a healing touch for him right now in the name of Jesus. God, would you heal him? Would you touch him? God, for Wesley Hoyle, keep your hand upon that baby, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray for healing in his body. We pray for Emily Duarte. God, that you would heal her right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we lose healing virtue to flow through their bodies, Lord. That you would receive glory and honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. And we want to continue to remember, amen, several of the new converts in prayer. Amen. I want to just continue to remind the church, let's pray for uh, Sister Latoya. God gave her the Holy Ghost and she was baptized a couple of weeks ago. And let's keep her in our prayers and let's stay in contact with her. And uh, we, want to, we want God to help us to reach, amen, just sinners off the street. Just people that have no understanding of the things of God, but they just have a hunger for God. We want God to help us to reach and to keep what God sends our way. Amen. This parable in the book of Matthew chapter 25 is uh, the, the spotlight of this particular parable is on the virgins, these young girls. Uh, virgins are uh, individuals in this particular context as it applies to our lives. It is. Uh, it is people that are unspotted from the world. Amen. The virgins are those that have not been contaminated by outside influences, uh, but they've kept themselves chaste. They've kept themselves. And similar to the 
uh, 10 virgins that we have here in Matthew chapter 25, there could be a comparison made with the virgins to the church in that the church is also similar in nature to these 10 virgins. They, the church is to be set apart, is not to be uh, joined together with the elements and the things of this world, but there is to be a set apart people of God. There is to be the ecclesia, if you will, the called out ones, those that have kept themselves from the world and dedicated themselves unto God. And this, these uh, ten virgins that we're going to talk about tonight, amen, there's many corollaries between them and the church, amen. And within the church, there are those that are wise and there are those that are foolish. There are those that do not realize the necessity of certain things uh, that, that others may view as little bit extra, things that you don't really have to do, but it's nice to have. And sometimes we look at this, uh, we look at this story in the book of Matthew 25 and we think, well, the five, the five wise virgins were wise because they, they planned for a little bit extra. And I'm preaching tonight about the necessity of extra oil. Amen. It is uh, extra oil, but when it really comes down to it, as we'll see by the conclusion of this message, it's not really extra. In fact, it is something that you desperately need if you're going to make it. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verses 2 through 3. Amen. The writer of Second Corinthians writes, For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. The Apostle Paul is making the uh, direct relation as the church is that chaste virgin that he's trying to prepare one day for that groom that is to come, for the, the Lord Jesus that is to receive the church. Amen. And I'm preaching today, amen, to a church that is a one that has prepared herself and, and is preparing herself for the coming of the Lord. You say, why do we have to come to church every Time Wednesday night and Sunday morning and, and even those that come on Monday night for prayer, Saturday night prayer. Why are we doing all of these things? Isn't it enough to just hear it once and to be done with it? But no, there is a, a process of preparation. Amen. The, the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians is alluding to the people of God as a virgin. That he's trying to prepare for that day when the Lord is going to take his church away. Amen. And we are in this in this particular parable, the church is these virgins that we're preaching about today. Amen. In this particular parable, the groom, the groom, the groom is absent. They don't know where he is. They don't know what's going on. The virgins are they're 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 waiting and they've they prepare themselves or so some several of them have thought that they prepare themselves. But the, the groom is absent. And I want to tell somebody tonight, even when you don't see the groom or the God in your life, amen, I want you to know that he's still on his way. Even when you, like, you feel like you're in the darkest of nights, just like these virgins where they were, they were waiting and they were watching, but alas, they didn't know where he was. They didn't know when he was coming. They didn't know what was going on. Amen. But I want to remind somebody today that God is still on his way back for a church that's made herself ready. Amen. We don't preach it enough anymore, but I will tell you that Jesus Christ is still coming back for a church that's made herself ready, that's prepared herself, that said, I'm going to be chased, I'm going to be suffered. 
He's coming back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may not know the day. We may not know the hour. But he's coming back. He's coming back. Amen. Be ready for when he comes back. Amen. When you don't know where he is, know that he knows where you are. Amen. The virgins, amen, in this particular parable, they didn't know where the Lord was. They didn't know where Jesus was. They didn't know where God was. But I want you to rest assured that the group knew exactly where the bride was. The group knew exactly, amen, where his people were. He knew exactly what was going on. And today, if you may be questioning, you may be wondering, amen, I don't know where God is. I don't know what's happening in my life. I don't know when I'm going to hear from God. I don't know what's going to happen. I want you to know tonight that God knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what he's doing. Amen. He's preparing a church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we've got to walk circumspectly. We've got to walk uprightly. We've got to know that God, amen, has his eyes upon me. There are times you go through the darkest of nights and you don't know what's happening. You don't know what's going on in your life. And you think, where is he? I've made myself ready. i got a little bit of Holy Ghost left in me. I'm waiting on God. And God doesn't show up, but we think he should show up. And so some of us throw in the towel and we give up before, amen, that day comes when he comes back. Amen. I want to tell you, just hang on. Amen. If it's a midnight in your life and it's darkest of nights, you don't know where he is. I want to tell you, just hang on. Hang on to a word from God. Hang on to a promise. He knows exactly where you are tonight. Hallelujah. Let's worship him. Let's lift our hands and give him praise and give him glory today. God, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor. Hallelujah. 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 There have been times in my life I thought, God, I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're doing in my life. God, I've got so many more questions than I've got answers. God, but at the end of the day, God, I know what I've got to do. I've got to trust in you. And I've got to lift my hand and I've got to worship you. And I've got to say, God, I'm going to worship you in faith. God, I'm going to worship you. God, I'm going to have a posture of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, posture of praise. Hallelujah, the absent groom, amen, knew exactly where the bridal party was. Amen, a study of the word of God leads us to the understanding of this oil that is mentioned in Matthew chapter 25. This study of the Word of God leads us to the understanding of the oil mentioned in this parable as a symbol of the Holy Ghost. The oil typified in this parable is related to the Holy Ghost. It's a symbol of the Holy Ghost that you have to have resident in your life. Amen. Do you have enough oil or do you have enough Holy Ghost? Amen. Like some of these virgins did that they could show the way. They could light up the darkness with their lamps. Amen. That's what was happening here in this parable was the the virgins. They were waiting for when the bridegroom was going to come. And they lift up their lamps that would have oil and a little wicker on the end. And the flame would be on that wicker. They would light the way. They would light the darkness so that the bridal party could make its procession. Amen. And that is that's the same thing what God wants from the church. Is for you to lift up the light. For you to have a little bit of extra 
Hallelujah. Do you have enough oil? Do you have enough Holy Ghost to show somebody the way? Amen. Can God call upon you at any time of the day? Amen. It's easy to look at this parable and think, man, what's wrong with those five foolish virgins? What's, they're, they're so dumb. They didn't even plan right. They didn't think right. They, what are they doing? They're, they're crazy. And we can, look down on, we can look down on our nose at them and think, man, we're better than them. They had no idea what they're doing. Amen. But I want to ask somebody today, could God call on you at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and ask you to pray for somebody and ask you to minister to somebody? And would you have enough oil in your lamp? Would you have enough Holy Ghost in your vessel to say, like Peter and John, the gate beautiful, silver and gold, have I done but such as I have? Give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and Hallelujah. Can God call on you on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday morning early or a Friday night? Can God call on you and say, Brother Paul, stretch out that hand of faith and pray. Brother Noah, it's time to pray for that sick friend of yours. It's time, Brother Terrence, to step out and minister right now. You're thinking, well, God, just give me a few Give me a few minutes to go pray and repent and, and to uh, trim, my, trim my lamps and to go get some more oil. Let me go to the church and pray. And God said, no, it's right now. Right now is the time. Amen. That's the kind of world that we're living in is God wants people that are going to be ready. Amen. God wants a church that's going to be ready at any time. Can he call on you, Brother Darren, in the middle of the night? Amen. In the middle of the day, can he call on you? Amen, Sister Didi. Can he can he call on the Sister Gina in the middle of the week? Hey, you're not feeling good and all the hell's breaking loose, but you've been preparing some oil in a vessel. You've been getting your heart ready. You've been praying. You've been fasting. You've been saying, God, I know it's going to be a rough week. Amen. I know things may come against me, but God, I'm going to prepare myself on a Wednesday night. God, I'm going to get a little extra oil in my vessel. I'm going to get a little extra oil in my vessel. You do not know what tomorrow holds, friends. You do not know what tomorrow holds. Hallelujah. You do not know what tomorrow holds. Hallelujah. We live in a world that that is ever more clear. You don't know what tomorrow holds. Amen. When I was a young boy, I believe it was in the second grade, uh, we were living in the city of Stockton for a season. And my mother was trying to get me and all of my brothers to go to the same school. It would be convenient. It would be easy. It would be very appropriate. It just would be so much easier. Life would be simple. We could all go to Cleveland school. But I was the one of the four in my family, one of my four, one of my three brothers, that wasn't able to go to Cleveland school. I had to go to Harrison School in the second grade. I remember. I remember that time I left a little bit. It's been a, it's been a long time. Got a few years under my belt. Um, but I remember um, that time of my life that my brothers were 
going to Cleveland school, and I remember uh, finding out that there was a shooting there at Cleveland School, one of the first shootings in the country at a school where many kids were uh, killed, massacred. It was, it was very serious. In fact, I was just talking to one of my coworkers today, or yesterday, I think it was. Is it yesterday or the day, the day before? But it was this week. I was talking to a coworker there in Stockton where I work, and she was sharing with me how she was actually on the playground when the shooter came onto the campus and began to pull out his AK-47 and began to kill and shoot at random. And she was telling me her story, uh, how that she was standing in line to, uh, for a particular playground game. And she was standing in line and she had a friend that came up and she said, would you like to cut in front of me? Would you like to go in front of me? And she was doing a nice thing. And she said that that friend of hers stood right there in front of her. She gave her a shortcut in the line. And it was a few seconds later that the shooter came on and began to just at random. And it was that that girl in front of her that took the bullet for her. She had a trace of a bullet that went through her wrist, and there was a big scar she showed me. And it brought back some memories of that time in my life. And it caused me to realize you don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what ha- could happen tomorrow. We hear it in the news just today of another shooting uh, in another state in our country, and and there were at least a dozen that were killed. You don't know what could happen. And God could call on you at any time. And if you find yourself in the middle of an active shooter or disaster, something going on, and you're thinking, I wish I would have prayed a little bit more on Sunday. I wish I would have heard that message and, and took it to heart a little bit more. And I would have went to that altar and I would have prayed and I would have gave my heart to God and I would give more to God. I would have put a little bit extra oil in my lamp. There's something to be said about people that, that linger in the altar. There's something to be said about people that come to the altar and they linger a little bit. And I think that's something that is somewhat of a lost art, amen, in, in, in Pentecost is people that just linger. People that just say, hey, it feels good, but I want more. I want to go deeper. I want a little extra oil in my lamp, if you will. The reason that God chose uh, Joshua over Caleb to lead the people once Moses departed was because there's a story in the Bible that Joshua was one that lingered in the altar. He stayed a little bit extra in the house of God. He said, I want a little bit more. It's great. What we've had, and, and I know it's probably satisfactory for most, and, and it, it's justified by most that that's enough, that oh, that's all you need. But there's something in my heart, uh, amen, in the heart of Joshua that said, I just want a little bit more of God. I just got to get a little bit more oil in my lamp. I've got to get a little bit more of God. I've got to go that extra hour, that extra 15 minutes, whatever it would be. I've got to read that extra chapter. I've got to go a little bit further. I've got to knock one more door. I've got to do just one more thing. I've got to do a little bit more because I want to I want to have all that God has for my life. And I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Amen. The ten virgins, amen, had almost everything in common. The ten virgins in this parable had almost everything in common. You can look at this story. They all responded to the call to go to the bridal dinner. 
They all responded. They all were sitting side by side. They all were in the same atmosphere, the same environment. They all heard the same things. They all saw the same things. They were all dressed alike. Amen. If it's anything like the uh, bridal parties that we have in 2018, when, when I was married a few years ago, amen, you make sure the bride makes sure all of her bridal parties, they're matching. They're, they're, everything's good. They all dressed the same. They all carried the same kind of lamp. They all carried a lamp. And they all even had oil in their lamps. And you say, well, that doesn't make sense. The Bible says in verse 3 that they took no oil with them. But the Bible says in verse number 8, And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. So they had oil, but they didn't have enough. They had oil. They had some Holy Ghost, but they didn't have enough. They didn't count on what was coming down the road. They all had knowledge and a regard for the bride and the groom. They all knew what was going to take place. They all knew about the bride and the groom. They all had that same understanding. They all heard the same word. They all heard the same direction. And they all nodded off to sleep. They all nodded off to sleep waiting for the delayed bridal party. I don't know how many times if you've been to a bridal party... Or a wedding. I remember one in particular. And I won't say the name, but I remember one in particular. We sat there and waited for an hour and a half. We were there on time. We were, we were they said, we're going to start at this time. We were there on time. And we sat and we sat and we sat. And we thought, man, these people are disrespectful. They just are wasting my time. I'm sitting here. I bought them a present. I got dressed up. I got them a nice car. I got ready. And they're an hour and a half late. And you're, the thought is starting to cross my mind after that hour mark. I'm going to get up and leave. Forget this. I'm not waiting for this bridal party. Good luck to them. And all these thoughts begin to go through your mind. And the same thing happened to this, no doubt, this group of virgins. They thought, this wedding was supposed to start a long time ago. God was supposed to show up in my life yesterday. And here I am still in the same problem, in the same situation. God was supposed to show up in my life a long time ago. And I'm still here waiting. I've been faithful. I, I've, I've done my part. I'm going to walk out on God. All these virgins nodded off to sleep, waiting for the delayed bridal party. And they all rose to the occasion. They all rose up when they heard the call go out. They had a lot of things in common. They were alike in all of the outward things. But at this particular juncture of them rising to the occasion, the difference is revealed in their, in their lives. And we begin to see the wisdom of the five wise, and we begin to see the foolishness of the other five. We begin to see what separates the two groups of women here. What separates them, the two groups of women here was not the outside, but it was what was on the inside. Amen. There was five of them that had prepared a vessel on the side with some extra oil. They said, I'm going to have a little bit extra because you never know when you're going to need a little bit. Uh, you're going to need some more of God. You never know when you're going to have to call upon God in the midnight hour. You never know when you're going to have a trial come your way. You never know when things are going to, hell's going to break loose. You never know. You never know. You never know. And the five foolish thought, it's extra. I don't need extra. 
As long as I just show up on Sunday mornings, I'm okay. I've met my obligation. As long as I just pray a little bit before prayer, before church, I'm okay. They think, well, I just did the, the exact, I fulfilled the exact requirements that are required of me. I've done the exact, I've dotted the I's, I've crossed the T's. Amen. But there is uh, something that God is trying to teach us in this parable. That it's not enough to just fulfill your obligation. But there comes a point in your life when God says you've got to get full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Why is it that we, we preach? Amen. Baptism by immersion in water. But some of us, we're okay with sprinkling of the Holy Ghost. We're okay with just a sprinkling of the Holy Ghost. We want to be covered in water in the name of Jesus over our lives. But when it comes to the Holy Ghost, we're okay with a little sprinkling of the Spirit of God. When God said, I want you to get baptized in my spirit. I want you to get full of the Holy Ghost. I want there to be oil in your lamp and running over. Hallelujah. God wants to take, amen, our church to a place, amen, where we realize I'm here on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning and the altar calls God forth. And I'm thinking, well, I've already prayed. I've already repented of my sins. I don't need to go down to the altar. I'm okay. Everything's fine in my life. And we have no understanding of I need some extra oil in my lamp before I leave this place. Before I leave the church house on a Sunday afternoon or a Wednesday night, I'm under, I've got to come to grips with, I need some more of God. I need some more of God. It's not enough to say, well, I just, I prayed before church. I've got to get all I can out of this service. Because you never know what's going to happen when we walk out of the doors of this church. Amen. The wives had extra oil. Amen. But what we call extra was not really extra. Amen. But in fact, it was required. Amen. For them to fulfill their obligation. Amen. Many people looking at things in church and thinking, well, that's extra. I don't have to do that. That's extra. That's that's something on top of my obligation, on top of my commitment. But God is looking for people that say, I want more of him. Amen. I've got a need for some extra oil in my life. I recognize I need more of God today than I did yesterday. I need more of him today than I did last week, than I did last month, or last year. Amen. I need more of him. Oh, let's praise him and worship him today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God help me to get full of the Holy Ghost. God help me to get full of the Holy Ghost. God let there be oil in my lamb. Let there be oil in my vessel, God. Let there be oil right over in my life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It was the unreadiness of the foolish that was the height of their folly. Their unreadiness was the height of their folly. This week, in a country beyond the Pacific Ocean, there is the Olympic competition. And you've all no doubt seen, whether it be YouTube videos or what have you, about a few athletes. It happens all the time as they're crossing that 
final turn. They're coming around that final turn. And they're making their destination, that finish line marker. And they give it everything they got. And what others viewed in months and years prior as extra, extra training, extra. You don't have to do that. You can eat that burger. You can do this. You can go out, have that soda. You know, all that stuff that uh, people look at and say, well, just a little bit. Cheat a little bit. All of that comes to a head right there at that last finish line. As those athletes compete, and sometimes the difference between winning and losing is inches, centimeters, millimeters. The difference, that little extra. It's a difference between standing on that that tri-level podium, first, second, and third, and being some one off in the distance watching, taking the picture of first, second, and third. That little extra. That little extra. And these virgins in this story thought, I don't know if I need that extra oil. It's going to kind of weigh me down a little bit. It's going to cramp my style. It's going to, you know, cause me a little discomfort. You mean I got to carry a lamp and a vessel? Is that really necessary? And no doubt, those five foolish and five wise probably argued, thought, why are you carrying that extra vessel? You trying to show off your strength? You, you trying to do us up one? And they thought, no, I just, I got to have a little extra. I got to have a little extra. Amen. Is there anybody tonight that says within their heart, I've just got to have a little bit more? What I got on Sunday was good. It was fine. It was great. It was wonderful, beautiful, but... I've got to have some more today on a Wednesday night. I've got to have a more. I've got to have more of God. Amen. I've got to have more of Him. Each virgin had their own lamp. Each virgin had their own lamp. Amen. You must each take care. Amen. You must each take care to keep your own lamp and that it stays full of the Holy Ghost. Each virgin had to have their own lamp. Amen. One couldn't care for the other. One couldn't say, well, I got enough for you and me. No. Brother, no, you've got to have your own lamp. And your own lamp has got to be full. Brother Terrence, his lamp full of oil won't sustain your lamp full of oil. You've got to have your own lamp and your own vessel that's full of oil. You've got to be full of the Holy Ghost. You've got to stay full of the Spirit of God. Each virgin had to have their own lamp and ensure that it was full. Amen. Lamps as we mentioned before, we're for guidance in the darkness. And I would tell you again that we live in a dark world that needs the church to be the light. Amen. The church is the hope of this world. Amen. Because the church is representative of the body of Christ. It is the body of Christ. It represents Jesus and his hands and his feet to this world. And the church fails in her obligation, amen, to bear that light of oil, that, that light of truth to the dark world around us. Amen. Others will go to hell, but the, if the church, amen, has that lamp and has it full of oil and makes sure on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning or a Monday night prayer, I got all that God had for me and some extra, and some extra. Amen. I'm preaching about the necessity of extra oil in your lamp. Yes. 
necessity of extra oil. Hallelujah. If we can stand to our feet, amen, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 as we close. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 51 through 53, says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall all and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. Amen. It's going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. It's going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. The rapture of the church, the coming of the Lord. And the Bible says that fools do not err therein. You're not going to get to heaven thinking, wow, I'm surprised I made it. You're going to be, you're going to be get to heaven thinking, I'm so glad I've been trying so hard. I've been working so hard. I've been keeping my Holy Ghost. I've been keeping my lamp full. God, I've been doing everything God has got. No, that's why you're here. Because you're, you're not haphazardly trying to get there, but you're making it a point. It's the purpose of your heart. It's, it's your life purpose. I've got to get to heaven, and I've got to bring my family with me. I've got to bring my children with me. I've got to bring somebody else with me. Amen. It's in the twinkling of an eye. Amen. You're not going to know when it's going to happen. You're not going to know when it's going to happen. But it's going to happen one day. It's going to happen one day. And the reason that we need oil in our lamps, amen, is to light the way for somebody else. Can't have enough just for you. You've got to have enough, amen, so that you can show somebody else the way. Amen. One commentator writes, this parable is not addressed to those who have never made any preparation for Christ's coming. Because the five foolish, they made preparation. But this parable is to those that have not made sufficient preparation. The five foolish thought, we're fine. I've, I've got oil in my lamp. I don't understand what the problem is. I got, I, I did it. But it is oftentimes not sufficient. God is requiring more. God is requiring you to have oil and be full of the Holy Ghost, full of his spirit. Amen. I want to make sure, amen, that my lamp is full of oil and my vessel is full of oil and I've got the Holy Ghost in my life. I want God to use me and I want God to use each and every one of you. I want God to use our church to reach out to our world and to make a real difference in our world. Amen. I want it to be that the Abundant Life Center is a church that is on fire for God. A church that is full of the Holy Ghost. A church that is forever reaching out and touching somebody and making a difference. Amen. And there is eternal impact that comes from the actions of this church and from our families. Amen. And there is direct impact not just to your life when you determine, amen, to to stay full of the Holy Ghost and to get full of God's Spirit. Amen. But what oftentimes happens is as a mom and dad says, I'm going to get full of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to pray. I'm going to touch God. Yes. That the little children, the little babies are looking up. And they're saying, wow. Mom and dad believe this. They got a hold of this. I want it to. I've seen it so many times. The little children dancing 
worshiping God. Under the age of 10, we oftentimes discount them. We think, well, they're so small. But they're watching mom and dad. They're watching those in the church. And they're saying, does this church believe it? Does this church really have a hold of it? And if they do, amen, the kids begin to absorb it. It is my desire and it is my vision for our church that the day come in the very near future when in the altar up here at the front, there are children under the age of 10 with their hands uplifted receiving the Holy Ghost. That's going to happen. That's going to happen because we're going to we're going to preach it. We're going to teach it. We're going to we're going to lead by example. We're going to be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And there's going to be children. Amen. Even under the age of five. Amen. They lift their hands. Amen. They begin to speak in other tongues because the Holy Ghost is for whosoever will. And I want to have more than enough in my life. Amen. That it could overflow onto somebody else. Amen. I want to see children. Oh! 
you to come down this front. Amen. We would be remiss if we did not have an altar call.